Welcome, everybody. This is How to English Teach and Learn with Gavin M. It's a podcast about teaching and learning English as a foreign language. All opinions stated are personal, and references will be given when necessary. For example, you're standing at the bus stop, and a woman tells you the bus is going to be late. How do you then tell me that conversation the next day? I'm imagining what kind of weather we got. Let's say it's drizzle. Oh, again? Yeah, yeah. It's drizzling. Yeah. I'm standing at the bus stop. Has it got one of those covers so I can hide away from? Yeah, you're not getting wet. This isn't really relevant. I need to picture it. Okay, okay. I'm standing there. Is it quite cold? No. All right. So this woman tells you the bus is going to be late, which it happens. It does happen. So then you see me later and you then you report to me what that woman said. How do you do that? What do you say? I say, M, there was a woman at the bus stop and she said the bus is going to be late. So you do say in the present. It's a direct quote, isn't it? It is a direct quote. So even though I'm reporting what she's saying, I'm quoting her, I'm actually using her words. Do you think you would say that then? You wouldn't do the good grammar English of the alternative would be to say... She told me the bus was going to be late. Which one feels better? I guess if I use the present in the reported speech, then I make it more immediate. Mm. Like the woman has literally whispered in my ear and then I've repeated it back to you. So I'm bringing you right to that moment of the drizzle, standing under the shelter of the bus stop. So I'm bringing you into that moment. I agree. It feels more immediate. Whereas if you say she told me the bus was going to be late, I feel like it's more you telling me what she said. This information is coming through you. You are the channel of or the conduit of information. Okay, a different scenario. If you go to the bank and you say to the bank assistant, do you change money? Yeah, do you change money? And then later on, you want to tell me that question or you want to you want to report that question to me. How would you report that question? Do you need to know the bank? Do you need to know what kind of money you're changing? Like how much? It's okay. I don't yeah. need context for this. Right. Banks are all the same. Uh, okay. I would say to you, what was the question again? Do you change money? I would say to you that I asked the bank assistant if they changed money. Aha, uh-huh. so you did it automatically there. You did the reported speech grammar thing. Oh. You removed do and you added if, which is kind of the opposite of what you did with the woman at the bus stop. Because the woman at the bus stop, you told me in direct quotes. Maybe it's a formal, informal thing where I switched to quite a formal reported speech because I was in a more formal situation in the bank. Interesting idea. I don't know. I don't know if that's the case. But what I'm getting at, Gav, what I'm getting at is we don't always use the textbook reported speech. That is what we're going to explore today. 
This is what I'm asking you. This is my problem with reported speech. Well, you can't say you're not using reported speech because you are reporting. But what you're saying is there are specific rules that we uh, teach okay. when just, we yeah. teach reported just, speech. Just to clarify, yes, you're right. We do report. Of course we do. But sometimes we use air quotes for the thing that the person said. And sometimes we use the grammatical correct way to use reporting verbs and reporting tense changes Mm. that's always been my issue with it because my students are interested they want to know but I also have to say well we don't always use it and you made some really good points there which we are going to explore of course Gav we use this kind of language for news and we often see this kind of reported grammar in the news headlines on news programs and podcasts and any kind of news. And at this time that we're talking now, at this point of 2022, the news is all about the Russian invasion of Ukraine. So maybe this is a good time to focus on these events and acknowledge some of the ways it's being reported and how we would talk about it. That's true. Because we are very fortunate that we have access to free press and we can have a look at some of the headlines and some of the articles that we're reading at the moment. So in this episode, we want to show our solidarity with the people of Ukraine because we've got so many friends and students and followers who are there. And we want to draw attention to what's happening in their country. So we're going to dedicate this episode to them. We realise it's not enough just to talk about the awful atrocities that are happening in Ukraine and to the Ukrainian people. We also encourage people to do what they can to help, uh, whether that's through donations or any other means you have at your disposal. M, today's episode is called Reported Speech. So what do we mean by reported speech, M? The things that people have said reported at a different time events that are recorded in the media where people are quoted and we want to share that information yes we're talking about quoting someone and typically which verbs do we use said told Mm -hmm. and if you're making a question ask that's it exactly say tell ask i think they're probably the most common verbs. But, of course, you need to make your language more rich. You want to give more clarity or accuracy to the quote that you're giving. Also, it gives you more information about the way that the quote is given. Like if you say announced or stated or declared, that's more formal and more powerful than said. Mm -hmm. So it's really important for students and teachers to keep in mind... Are they called reporting verbs? Mm, Yeah. How they give emphasis or clarity to a statement or a quote that you're making. And we'll see with some examples as well that these verbs are very, very powerful because they can actually not only tell you or show how that person said it, but also what they're feeling and how their attitude is and if they think something is right or wrong or if they accept something or don't accept something. I think we need examples, Gav. I think we do. So I've got some headlines, as I mentioned before. These have been published since the Russian invasion of Ukraine. 
I'm going to read a headline, a quote or something taken from an article, and we can discuss the use and significance of the reporting verbs. Right. So let me start with this one. Dmitry Peskov, a spokesperson from the Kremlin, denied that Russia was going to attack Ukraine according to factcheck.org. Denied. Denied is the reporting verb here. Now, what can you tell us about to deny something? Well, it's not taking responsibility for something or claiming it's not true. And the opposite of deny would be? Admitted. Right. Yes, okay. The next one is Dr. Tedros stated during his briefing to the Security Council that the war in Ukraine is having devastating consequences for the health of Ukraine's people. And this is from news.un.org. So stated is much more emphatic. Which is stronger than said. Yeah, much stronger. And it's more official. Like a statement. Yeah, well, I guess it's from the same word, isn't it? Stated and statement. I guess so. But you wouldn't state a statement. That sounds a bit strange. So stated, whatever it is. Or made a statement. Yes, made a statement. So that's also possible. The next one is from The Independent. And they wrote that the Ukraine president Zelensky warns of, quote, third world war if peace talks fail. So our reporting verb there is warns. So warns means to caution or inform someone of danger. To be careful of something that might happen. And notice that the tense here is present simple. Now, why would the newspaper choose to use that? To make it sound more now and more immediate, I guess. I think the news does this a lot. The newspapers and the media do this a lot. They make it present simple. And it feels very, yeah, very now. Very present. Even if they're talking about yesterday's news, they will use the present simple to bring it to the present. I guess the news is new, so they just want it to sound as new and as now as possible. That's true. I didn't think about that. New and news. New information. It's news. The next one is Ukraine rejects Russian demand to surrender according to the BBC. Our verb is rejects. And it's also in the present, so we could also say rejected. I think you could also say refused to accept Mm -hmm. would have the same meaning, but it sounds more precise, I suppose, if you say reject. So refuse to consider or refuse to accept something. Next, The Guardian wrote, the US has formally accused Russian forces of committing war crimes in Ukraine. Accused, we're talking about officially laying blame or pointing a finger to say that somebody did something. I think it's quite a formal thing, isn't it? That's it, to accuse somebody of something. Kiev's mayor announced a curfew and ordered people to, quote, stay at home or in shelters. There were two in there. I think we had announced at the beginning, which would be a public statement or a declaration. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's an announcement. A lot stronger than said. And the second one was ordered, which is even more 
official, I think. It's with some kind of law or power behind it. It's very strict. Ordered is very different from advised, recommended or suggested because it's stronger. So thanks for analysing those headlines with me, Em. They're just some of the news stories coming to us about Ukraine. Obviously, all this is extremely sad and we've chosen this topic to highlight what's going on and so that we acknowledge how awful it is. We're very fortunate to be able to get all this news. So these quotes and headlines are definitely highlighting the awful things that are happening in Ukraine. And we're lucky to have credible news sources to be able to access this information. Mm, Exactly. So should we go to the next step, Em? And we'll analyse some of the language so our students can benefit from using reported speech themselves. Yeah, it's very hard. It's a very difficult one because there's not any rules per se. There are loads of rules. What do you mean? Well, as in, there are rules when you need to use to, agree to do something, refuse to do something, threaten to do something. There are rules when you need to have a person and then use infinitive, like advise somebody to do something, convince somebody to do something, remind somebody to do something. And then there are rules where we have to use ing and probably a preposition, like apologise for doing something or insist on doing something, recommend doing something. You could argue these are rules, Gav. I would argue they're really hard to remember. They are. So do you think if I tested you very quickly, you could tell me what the rules were? Yeah, of course. Absolutely. So if we use the example promise, what would the rules be for that? That would be the promise to do something. Aha, verb plus to plus... Infinitive. If I said command... That's when you need the pronoun or the person. So command somebody to do something or not to do something. Right. If I asked you to explain deny. Deny doing something. That's it. Verb plus ing form. So if you're going to use these verbs, you have to remember how. And if the verb's ing or if the verb's with an infinitive or if it's with two. Might be an indirect object like told me or said to her. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard stuff. Are we going to now talk about tense changes, Gav? Yes, we have to. We do. I know that you've got a really good table that shows how if you have a direct quote in one tense, if you're reporting that sentence, you have to go back one tense. Yes. Is that right? That is right. So quiz time, Gav. Mm. I'm going to give you a sentence in quotations. So somebody said something Mm -hmm. and you need to change it to report it and yeah remember one tense back okay this is from ready for fce unit 12 activity 3 so if you want to find this it's going to be in the show notes and m i'm going to add some countdown beeps so the followers can also guess the correct answer okay so if you hear somebody just say be quiet and you need to start with she told them She told them to be quiet. Imperative changes to? Infinitive. Exactly. To be quiet. Yeah. What about, I'm fed up with you. Start with, she said. She said that 
she was fed up with me. <laughs> yeah, okay. And I think that is optional. Yeah, I was just going to say that that is optional. So you changed present simple to... Past simple. What about, you are making a terrible noise. Start with, she said... She said, I was making a terrible noise. Yeah. <laughs> so I went from... You went from present continuous to... Past continuous. Nice. What about, you woke me up. She said... She said that I had woken her up. Very good. So you went from past simple to... Past perfect. Mm -hmm. Em, it's like we planned this. I think you're thinking quite hard, to be honest. What about, I was trying to get some sleep. She said... She said that she had been trying to get some sleep. Very nice. So past continuous changes to... Past perfect continuous. All right. And then she said, no one has ever been so rude to me before. She said... She said that no one had ever been so rude to her before. Wow. You changed present perfect to... Past perfect. You didn't even know you were doing it, did you? It just came out. What about, you've been making a noise for hours? She accused me? <laughs> no, just said, she said, let's... She said. She said. What was it again? <laughs> You've been making a noise for hours. She said I had been making a noise for hours. Okay, so you changed present perfect continuous to... Past perfect continuous. You are doing so well. <laughs> and then the next one. I wish I had never let you use my house. She said that she wished she had never let me use her house. Okay, so you changed past perfect to... Past perfect. Oh. I didn't change it, Em. Why is that? Because it can't go any further. You can't have past past perfect. Can't go back any more than that, right? And then, I'm going to lose my temper. She said... That she was going to lose her temper. Exactly. So is going to changes to... Was going to. Okay, you're very good at the the use of that. I, I'm noticing you like that. I do like that. All right. I can't hear myself think. She said she couldn't hear herself think. So you changed can or can't to... It's a modal verb, so I'm going to put it into the past. So that's the same with any modal. Or is it, Gav? Well, must becomes had to. <laughs> Sorry, I was ready for that. So in an example sentence? But all the others are, are definitely like shall becomes should. Yeah. Can, could, will, would. Give me an example with you must be more quiet in future. She said I had to be more quiet in the future. So you have to change can and must. What about should? You should be more quiet. It stays the same. Uh -huh. There is no past. Should is already past them. Shoulded. 
You should have been more quiet. And it doesn't become a past modal, so we don't switch to should have. No, but we do change must to had to. It's hard. And have to to had to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really like this worksheet, and I've just realised how much of a story it is about how loud you are, Gav. I sound like a real nuisance, don't I? Yeah, you are. Nightmare house guest. House pest. House pest. Okay. What else is there to say about reported speech and reporting verbs? Sometimes, M, they don't change, as we just demonstrated in some of those modal verbs. For example, if something is a fact or a general truth. Now, I think for me personally, as you demonstrated at the beginning of the episode, I might naturally push the grammar into the past when I'm reporting. I just do it naturally, but it's not always necessary. So in the example, everyone knows, quote, there is a war in Ukraine. If you wanted to report that, you could say, she said, everyone knows there is a war in Ukraine. Yeah, so it doesn't go back. Not there was, but there is a war in Ukraine. Yeah, I feel like this is hard to understand. And I think that is a good example. But I always use the example of I was driving home and a police car stopped me and the officer asked me what my name was. Which sounds perfectly natural to me. Yeah, but I've taught this and my students have said, what do you mean what my name was? Like what my name was in the past or what my name is? Isn't it better to say the officer asked me what my name is? But then perfect English, if it was past, the officer would have asked what my name had been. Exactly. So that would be the correct grammar to explain the name I had before my current name. But again, it's a bit confusing, isn't it? So I think we just default to the present simple to avoid any confusion. And the officer asked me what my name is, is a fact. It's true and it's true then and it's true now. So Mm -hmm. it's fine. There is that option of sticking with the present or, as I tend to do, I just put it in the past. But I can see why this might be confusing. Mm. Um, This happens a lot in English. If you think about second conditional... I'm thinking, might need a bit of help. If it rained, I wouldn't go to the shops. But we're not talking about the past. We're talking about a present or future situation. Yeah. Using the past tenses in English doesn't talk about only a past time. For example, could I borrow your umbrella? Mm. We're not talking about the past. We're Again, we're using the past to talk about present or future and in a yeah, more polite way. Not can, but could. I think I'm just, I'm seeing a bit of a change in language and I'm seeing that we are perhaps moving away from these past verbs in everyday spoken English. Maybe, maybe a more informal English will be using the present to talk about. The present. The present. <laughs> Even in reported speech. Yeah. yeah. All right. Also, on the topic of conditionals, the second and third conditional don't change. In In reported reported speech, speech, for example. A month ago, if you had told me this would happen, I wouldn't have believed you. She said. She said a month ago, if you had told me this would happen, I wouldn't have believed you. Mm, So that doesn't change. And as we've already mentioned... Could, would, we've got used to, had better, might, ought to, mustn't, remain unchanged. So 
we had better find a diplomatic solution. They said... They had better find a diplomatic solution. Yeah. And I really, really hope they do. Thank you to ESL.com and I borrowed some of their ideas as well. I think we've covered it. Um, Before we finish the show, I just want to repeat that we hope they find a peaceful resolution to the situation in Ukraine. Thanks, everyone.